singing today and that good special music as well. And if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, we're going to read verses 8 through 20 today. Maybe we are. And so we were looking uh, this month at supported the supporting cast of the Christmas story. Now Christmas morning we're going to get to the main character, but uh, leading up to it we're looking at uh, those supporting characters. And we looked last week at the angels and how uh, the angels had this wonderful message that they proclaimed and how God desires for all of us to share uh, that message as well. And today we're going to look at uh, the shepherds uh, in the Christmas story. And uh, so let's take a look, beginning in in Luke chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 8 through 20 um, this morning. It says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those who whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all of these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. What a marvelous thing thing to be able to have a part to play and I think oftentimes we overlook the shepherds and you know in the in the Christmas plays the kids are kind of upset if they're picked to be the shepherds because they're not the main characters but I had to pick the one bottle that wouldn't open (laughs) sorry Um, and yet the shepherds have such a marvelous part to play in the story because of who they were. Now, shepherds aren't the ones that all the kids want to be. And if when you're choosing vocations, shepherd is probably not the one you're going to pick. Uh, and especially in the first century, they didn't have tractors and, you know, all those kind of cool things that uh, shepherds have now. Um, you know, they walked a lot. They smelled because uh, they're hanging out with sheep all the time. They, you know, Stayed outside a bunch. 
um, and you know, cared for these sheep. And yet shepherds were, man, you had to have some strength to be a shepherd. Uh, you, you had to be somewhat, you know, kind of masculine and, uh, you know, strong and able to, and yet they were on the social status, social ladder, they were at the bottom. And yet they were the ones that God chose to reveal the message to first. And the ones that Luke records. Luke doesn't record anybody else hearing about the birth of Christ except Mary and Joseph. And of course the innkeeper. But the angels proclaim this message not to royalty. He didn't proclaim it to, you know, the wealthy, the rich and famous. But he proclaimed it to shepherds. And so the first point that I want us to make, and the reason that's so important, is because the shepherds remind us the Christmas message is for all. God gave the greatest gift that would ever be given over 2,000 years ago. And the world was never the same. In fact, Jesus' birth, the advent of His birth, when He came the first time, split history. We have the calendar split before Christ, and now, you know, not anymore, but A.D. is the year of the Lord. And so humans, our mankind's calendar was split. No other event in the course of human history has never had that impact. Especially that great of an impact on people that didn't want him or denied him coming in the first place. And perhaps part of the mystery of the story is that it's so common. Who God chose to be the parents of the Most High the most unlikely parental choice. A carpenter and a young woman whose name was Mary. Even today, carpenters don't make a whole lot of money. And we're, you know, they, they were among the, not the the rich and famous uh, of the first century world. And yet, they're the ones that God chose. And these shepherds, while they were tending out in the field, the angel came and declared to them, Hey, listen! Today, in the city of David, is born to you the Messiah. The one that God has promised for centuries that the prophets have foretold about. There's hundreds of prophecies in the Old Testament of Jesus coming. Especially in the book of Isaiah. In fact, in the book of Isaiah, there's more prophecies about Jesus than anywhere else in the Old Testament. So much so that Uh, John Wesley called Isaiah the gospel of Isaiah. Because Isaiah foreshadowed this one. Now Isaiah, if you look at your history, lived 
seven to eight hundred years before Jesus came. And so God had been unfolding his plan for a long time. And from the time the Old Testament ends until Jesus came, there was about a period of 400 years where nothing seemed to happen. And so people began to say, well, God must have forgot about us. God must have forgotten about his plan. And yet in God's perfect timing, Jesus came. And he came in the perfect place, the place that was foretold hundreds of years again before Jesus came. The scriptures tell us where Jesus would be born. And these shepherds, in all of our nativity scenes, there's three of them. I don't, don't know why the Bible doesn't say that. Just there were some shepherds. And we assume that they didn't leave their flock sitting by the hill by themselves, because that wouldn't be a good shepherd, would it? They brought those sheep with them. And so in our nativity scenes, what do we have surrounding baby Jesus? There were a bunch of sheep there. And that's one of the marvelous and lovely things about the Christmas message. You don't have to be rich and famous. You don't have to be somebody to have a part to play in the story of Christmas. That the Christmas story is for everyone. Even those that know that they don't deserve it. Even those that know that they are not the ones that would naturally be the first choice for God to accomplish something through. The shepherds just, you know, just took care of the sheep. Nothing real exciting happened to them. It was a humdrum, exciting list life. And yet the most exciting message that would ever been given on earth came to these shepherds. And so it's a reminder to us from the very beginning of Jesus' story that Jesus came as a gift not just for a few, but for all. The truth is that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. that Whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Isn't that good news that God sent this gift not just to one person, but God gave it to everyone and makes it available to absolutely everyone, not just those that lived in that first century, but even here in 2022, the gift is still giving. And it is still available to absolutely anyone That will receive it. Paul declares the truth in Romans. He says, For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's good news. And so the shepherds remind us that God is not slack concerning His promises and that He does fulfill His plan and that He uses all of us to do it. God, as you read the Bible, even in the Old Testament, God oftentimes picks the most unusual and at times unwilling participants 
to play a part in His plan. Moses was very unwilling. And yet God used him. Gideon wasn't real thrilled about God calling him. And so he had you know, the fleece and he said, Lord, if this is what I've heard from you is really what you've said and what you want. There's this fleece on the ground, make it wet in the morning and the ground around it dry. And it was. You remember, he still went, he said, God, I'm still not all that sure. So this time, make the fleece dry and the ground around it wet. And so it was. And so Gideon finally said, all right, Lord, I'll, I'll go. Jonah, prophet that God was going to send to Nineveh, said, God, you're crazy. He got on a boat and sailed in the opposite direction. And you remember that God said, well, we'll see about that. And we all know how that story ends. And that's another sermon for another day. But the Bible reminds us from its beginning to its end that the story of Jesus is for all. Because we all need it. And I tell you, if ever there was a time on earth when people of this earth, all around the earth, not just in Pearl, Mississippi, but all over the place, including Pearl, Mississippi, needed a message of hope, and joy, and peace, it's now. And thankfully, Jesus, that great Prince of Peace, is still the Prince of Peace. And the only way this world is going to know peace is if it comes to know Jesus Christ. So the shepherds remind us of the marvelous truth that Christmas is for all of us. But the second thing that the shepherd's story reminds us of is that the shepherds remind us that the Christmas message calls us to go and tell. So the shepherds were out in their field. They were watching their flock. They were working like they were supposed to work. And these angels came, gave them this wonderful message. And then other angels came and sang. And what a marvelous sight that must have been. And, so they, and then they left. They gave their message and then went back. And the shepherds did not do what most of us would have done. They didn't say, oh, you know what? That was a good message. Let's go back to what we were doing. Who's ready for coffee? They didn't do that. They didn't say, well, listen, I don't know what you put in the chili, Chuck, but don't do that again. They didn't do that either. They didn't say, well, do you think we should have a committee and get other shepherds and other people together to see if what we thought we heard and saw, we really thought and heard and saw? What was their response? Luke tells us their response was, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that the angels have told us has happened. And so they gathered up their flocks and they went. And as they got to Bethlehem, they found Mary. And they found Joseph. And guess what else they found? They found this baby named Jesus 
in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, if you know anything about birthing babies, you know babies don't normally get born and put in a manger. But that's what the angel of God had told these shepherds had happened. And they went, and guess what? They found it just like the angel said. And so they went and they told the people. It wasn't just that they went. And God always expects us to obey. When He speaks to us, He expects us to obey. And when He gives us a message to share, He expects us to share it. So it's not just the obedience of going, it's the obedience of telling. And so the, the shepherds told everybody that was there, including Joseph and Mary, what these angels had said. And how unusual and how odd that was. And Luke tells us again, Mary did what she did when the angel showed up last week. You remember she pondered those things in her heart. And Luke records for us here in chapter 2, she does the same thing. But everybody else that was around there, Luke says, stood in awe. Now they had already seen this Christ child. They'd seen him already. They knew he was born. So I think what was so surprising to them was that God would have told shepherds about it. And then perhaps that the shepherds would leave their known, trusted farmland and travel to find Jesus. But the shepherds remind us that in the Christmas story, there's a message. And the message of Christmas, as important as it was that first Christmas day, It's still a message that this world needs to hear. And it's a message that you don't have to be rich and famous to tell. It's one that you don't have to have a theology degree to to tell. All you have to know is that, hey, listen, this man named Jesus came and was born of a virgin in a, what amounted to, we call it a barn. It was probably more of a cave, but that was what they used back then for barns. And he came as God's gift. And remember, his name was Jesus, Luke tells us. And remember that that mean, that's a, the Greek name of the Hebrew name Joshua, which means God saves. And that's exactly what Jesus came to do and what he would do. It was Isaiah calls, says his name will be called Emmanuel. God with us. Jesus was fully God and also fully man. He became the greatest gift the world would ever know and he still is the greatest gift. Now I know those of you that are married, you don't need anything this year for Christmas because you got the all that you needed when you married your spouse. And I'll let you decide which one of you is the present, which is the receiver. 
But you think of any gift that you've ever gotten in your life. None of them even begin to compare to the gift of God himself. This great and marvelous gift. And so the shepherds went and they experienced and they told. The people marveled and they listened. And they went out, and you know what happened when they went back? Because they did eventually take their sheep back home to the pasture. Put them to bed or whatever they do with sheep at night. But the next day, I can guarantee you it wasn't back to business as usual. When the second shift showed up, or the next shift, These guys said, let me tell you what happened last night. And when they went to town, to the Chick-fil-A, because it wasn't a Sunday, to get their lunch, everybody that was in that lunch counter, guess what they heard that day? Y'all ain't going to believe this. Last night we were watching the sheep, and this angel showed up in the sky. And there was lights all around him. And this angel said that the Savior of the world had been born in the city of Bethlehem, the city of David. And then all these other angels popped up and they started singing. And then they vanished. And we went to Bethlehem. We found Mary and Joseph and we found this baby laying in a manger just like the angel had said it would be. And they never stop telling that story. Well, I think there's a lesson for that for us as God's people. Christmas is a wonderful time of year. I love that we sing carols and lights and decorations and all those things. But that's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about Jesus and the fact that he came. But can I tell you that we ought to remember that Jesus came and celebrate that not just in the month of December. But we ought to celebrate it and tell about it all year long. Because Jesus is not just the Savior on December. He's the Savior every day. And He can come into a person's heart any day of the year. And so the shepherds remind us that God desires us to say, listen, let's go and tell people about this Christmas story. And I tell you, there are a lot of people around this world that have a very misguided understanding of what Christmas is. And some of these people live next door to you, and maybe even some of them live in your house. And maybe you are one of these people, and you need to be reminded today of what Christmas is about. There are people all around you that are this time of year is miserable to them because they don't know what it's about. You see, when Christmas is all about gifts and toys and parties, then when those things aren't there, the joy of Christmas isn't there. But when Christmas, we understand it's about Jesus and the fact that he came, that God gave that great gift, it never gets old. And it never gets sad. It's always joyous. 
And it's always hopeful. Because it reminds us that God does hear us, God knows us, and God does love us. And that Prince of Peace is still the Prince of Peace. And so if you've experienced that message, God has put people all around you in your workplace and in your family and in the grocery stores and at Walmart that need to hear the message of Christmas and they're not going to hear it from CBS or NBC or ABC or any other church. They are going to hear it only if you tell them. And so Jesus reminds us through these shepherds, we have a message and a story to go and to tell. And see, people will listen. And they need to hear that message. That, hey, listen, there is hope in this world. No matter what hard time you're going through, there's hope. Because Jesus is still the greatest gift that the world has ever known. And that Jesus does love everyone. And he is calling everyone to come to know him. The problem, the reason we have so much struggle and why there's so much pain and hurt and evil in this world is because we push God out of this world. Well, the message of Christmas is and reminds us that, hey, listen, we don't need to push God out of this world. We need to invite him in it. And we need to celebrate him and proclaim him more and more. But then lastly... The shepherds remind us that the Christmas message should lead us to praise. Luke tells us that they came, they saw, they told. And then they went back. And as they left, Luke says they were praising God. They were singing, they were shouting. They probably weren't Baptists, so they were shouting and clapping. But hey, that's... they praised God that he had sent them this great message. But not only that they sent them this great message, but this great Savior. You see, these shepherds had great faith because the angel told them this was going to be the Savior of the world. This baby was the one. Well, the only thing baby Jesus could do, even though he was fully God fully man, the only thing he could do was cry and poop. And he, that, that's all he could do as a baby. And yet the shepherds left praising God, saying, listen, God, you are going, this is the, you've, you've visited us. You've given us this message. And as they went back, they went back to that same hill that they left. They went back to the same job that they temporarily took a break from. But they left praising God. And you better believe that their praising God changed the way that they shepherded their flocks from that day forward and how they interacted with people that day. And I, I guarantee you, every time they had, those of you that are fishermen, you don't give up an opportunity to tell a good fish story. And you hunters don't give up a good opportunity to tell a good hunting story. When they got around anybody, let me tell you something. You want to hear something that's unbelievable? Let me tell you what happened to me one night when I was out tending my flock. 
And you see the praise is not just one time saying, God, thank you. It is continuously never forgetting the message of Christmas. And continually reminding ourselves and others that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that He was, as Isaiah said, mighty and wonderful counselor, prince of peace, almighty God. All of those things wrapped up into one person. And He's those things not just on December 25th or the month of December, but He's all of those things on March 16th and on June 3rd and on August 17th as well. So, what does that mean? It means that when we hear the Christmas story, it should cause us to rejoice and to praise God. But when we're reminded of that, even after December 25th, even when January rolls around and all the lights are gone and all the decorations are gone, we still have a message to share and a message that should cause us to praise God. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. How many times you've heard this Christmas story, it should do something to you every time you hear it. Because the reality of our salvation should never wane, and we should never forget it, and we should never take it for granted. If you've received that great gift, it must never come routine. That we always have something to praise God about even when our life is falling apart. And even when we seem to have the reverse Midas effect. Remember Midas, everything he touched turned to gold, which didn't turn out so well for him and wouldn't turn out well for us. Sometimes it feels like we have the opposite effect though and everything we touch falls apart. We feel like that. You better believe that those that don't know Jesus feel like that sometimes too. And they need to know that when their world is falling apart, there's one that can put their world together and not just put it together, but keep it together. Jesus doesn't take away our problems, but He does help us get through our problems. He does guide us through those storms of life. And that's a message that people need to hear. And guess what? They're not going to hear unless you tell them. And so let's be like the shepherds. Let's decide together that we say, hey, let's go. And so my challenge to you this week and next week and the week after as we lead up to Christmas, you go and you tell somebody the Christmas story and you invite them to come to church with you. They just might come. Let's pray again. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness and your love to us. God, thank you for the marvelous and wonderful message of Christmas. Lord, may we never get over this story. May it never lose its excitement and wonder and praise. And Lord, will you help us to be like the shepherds? To say, let's go and let's share the message that Jesus has come with a world that desperately needs to hear it. 
God, maybe for us, maybe there's one here today in this room or watching on the internet. Lord, we've forgotten the wonder of Christmas and the, the story doesn't seem so great because there's so much going on in our world. Or maybe there's one that needs to come to find you. Maybe for the first time. Maybe there's one here that, that needs to find you again. They've known you, but they've wandered away. What a marvelous time of year to come back to Jesus. Lord, the only way we can have peace, and the only way we can have direction in this world, the only way we can make it through this life is with you, piloting in our ship. By only trusting in you, so Lord, help us to do that. And Lord, help us to trust you to give us open doors uh, and boldness that we would share the message of Christmas with others. And Lord, give us receptive hearts to those that we share that message with. Lord, our desire, the greatest gift we could hope for is not a big offering. It's not stuff. But Lord, the greatest gift that we could receive is a new brother or sister in the Lord. A new name being written down in glory. And Lord, maybe there's this Christmas someone that needs that gift. Help us to find them. And help us to be obedient to tell the story. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Let's stand together. We're going to sing this old hymn, Only Trust Him. If God's